Hello from the members of First United Methodist Church in Royce City. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you find it meaningful and relevant. You're invited to join us for worship anytime, and you can learn more about our worship options, location, and small group opportunities by visiting our website, fumcroycecity.org. Today, we hear from our pastor, Reverend Chris Everson. May God bless you as you listen to his word proclaimed. Oh God, we know that no other name but yours satisfies us, gives us strength, gives us hope, gives us the opportunity to share your love with others. So God, at this time, we ask that you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart here be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Well, this has been kind of a, a topsy-turvy-ish Lenten season because we've had a lot going on in the church. And, and I, I will admit it's kind of thrown me off of my game a little bit because I, I, when, I, when we do get to Lent, I like to take a sermon series and go all the way through. But we've had these breaks with uh, Healthy Church Initiative stuff which is great. It is great to have the opportunity to, to see how we can move forward in faith, to allow God to be a part of our church, to allow God to be a part of us as we find ways to reach out to others. But my mind has been focusing on a way for us to get rid of some things, in order that we can have more. That we can have more fulfilling life in Christ. That we can have more abundance, more opportunities for us to connect with God. Connect with the one who gives us life and life abundantly. So each week, uh, even though we've had different preachers, different sermons, you've had a sheet in your bulletin that invites you to participate in a spiritual practice. First, we had the practice of solitude, the practice to have less noise in our lives so that we can listen more to what God is calling us to do. Then we talked about fasting, which is a way for us to consume less and also to allow us to have more compassion for others. Last week, we, the sheet, we talked about simplicity, having less stuff so that we can have more freedom. And today kind of goes along with that talking about frugality, having less spending so that we can have more peace. Billy Graham is quoted in saying that if you give him five minutes with someone's checkbook, he could tell you where their heart is. Makes me want to hide my checkbook. Because I know sometimes I, I like to spend. I, I like to find things to, to put my money on that I know, really, I don't need. When I think about frugality, I want to think of the opposite of that. And whenever I think of the opposite of frugality, it's, it's mindlessness. 
when you're frugal, you're, you're mindful of those things that you put your money on. But when you're mindless, your money just goes out and you don't even know where it goes. I know growing up, I, I had a problem with spending. It was amazing whenever I spend those times cleaning out, I would look at items that I purchased and went, why in the world did I buy that? How, how did that help me move forward in my life? Before we got rid of cable and just went to Netflix and, and just doing uh, streaming stuff like that, I caught myself watching all of these uh, infomercials and wanting to buy stuff. And Tracy would always take the phone away from me because she knew that I would order something that we would not need. But I will have to say, at least I did not end up like this video here. This is uh, the original cabin that was built by my uh, great-great-grandfather. And this is uh, my beach ball collection. And uh, what happens, what you can do here is uh, I've got about 500 beach balls on here. And this is, this is uh, one of my favorites. I keep it near the door. Pretty typical one. This is, uh, this is called the RB150 model, which uh, was just recently discontinued. In fact, I don't know why. It was a pretty good beach ball. This is about a fine workmanship, as you can see. This is what is a good seam here. See how flat it lays here? I got about 500 of them in here, and I have one of those uh, storage facilities in town where I keep the, uh, some of the other ones. Some people have said that I, I should keep this locked up because um, it's pretty valuable. I mean, I wouldn't even know. I mean, an insurance guy came out here recently. He had no idea. We like our stuff, don't we? We like to buy and buy and buy, even when we don't need to buy. Like, who needs 500 beach balls? <clears throat> our scripture for this morning, Jesus talks about the need to be frugal in our living. It's Jesus' words from the Gospel of Matthew, the sixth chapter, starting at verse 19. Hear the word of the Lord. Jesus says, stop collecting treasures for your own benefit on earth, where a moth and rust eat them, and where thieves break in and steal them. Instead, collect treasures for yourself in heaven, where moth and rust don't eat them, and where thieves don't break in and steal them. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is a lamp of the body. Therefore, if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how terrible that darkness will be. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be loyal to the one and have contempt for the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You cannot serve God and wealth. Now, let me make sure I make this point clear. Money is not bad. We need money. 
But what Timothy said, in the book of 2 Timothy, it says that it's the love of money. That is the root of all evil. Is when we take money, we make that our, our primary focus, our, our primary goal. And maybe sometimes that primary goal is just to get more and more stuff. But Jesus, the beginning of the scripture, he warns us of all the stuff that we try to accumulate. He says that don't lay up treasures on earth where moth and rust can destroy. See, that was an important word for the Israelites back in that time because they knew the importance of fine clothing or, or, or fine artifacts that, that you would wear. Back in the Old Testament, it talked about people coveting over the priestly garments or coveting over what the king would have. But Jesus reminded them, you know, that stuff is just going to go away. Moths eat clothing. And that stuff just kind of unravels. And it really doesn't build up. Things lose its attraction when you get older. I loved, whenever I was in college, uh, PlayStation, the, the beginning, the old, old PlayStation. But then the next thing you know, the new model comes out and you start to covet that. Or you realize that you're too old to play those games anymore and it just sits there and collects dust. And then Jesus reminds us that thieves come and steal Back then, those days, the walls were made out of a dirt clay process. And what these would do, they would go around to the back of the house and they would start digging into the wall when the owners weren't home so they can sneak in unnoticed and take the materials away. So Jesus says, you know, don't store up these things on earth, but store up treasures in heaven. Now, the Israelites knew exactly what that meant, too. That meant that those works that you do to help a neighbor, those things that you do to help build up your life so that you can be an instrument of God's love and peace. See, the early church was great at this. The early church did a lot to help those who were in need. And when the Romans would come to persecute the church, they would think that there were treasures inside the buildings that they met. And they would come and they would say, give us your valuables. And the church leaders at the time would then take them to the poor, to the widows, to the orphans. And they would say, these people, these are the real treasures of our church. And we are taking care of them because that is what God has called us to do. These acts of, of mercy that, that we try to live out, to allow God to, to use us, to, to partner with us so that we can help each other out. That's one of the reasons why I love our daily bread. And Richard coming up every Sunday saying, you know, let's, let's bring together canned fruit because there are people that need those items. And as a church, us helping them is a lot more valuable than any building or anything that we could have here in this place. 
when we find ways to reach out to our community, when we find ways to teach little ones, those build more wealth than anything that we can purchase or anything that we could ever own. The second part that the Jews were concerned about when we talked about treasures in heaven was building up our character because a person's character is worth more than anything that we could ever earn. So I started to think about what does it mean to have a character of a follower of Christ? And the first thing that came to my mind was Galatians 5, 22 and 23, when we have the fruit of the Spirit, those fruit of peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. When we allow those fruit to, to be a part of who we are, <clears throat> It becomes evident to those around us so that they can experience that joy of Christ. Other characters that I thought about were being more alert versus unaware. Being able to see what is going on around us so that we can be Christ's body too those who are in need. Making sure that we have the right response here and now so people can feel God's presence and love in their lives. Another is being compassionate instead of indifferent. How many times have we turned a blind eye to someone that we've seen who is in need? A couple weeks ago, I was uh, taking my, our taxes to the, our tax office. <clears throat> and normally, when I see somebody who is on the side of the road with a, with a sign saying, help me, I do that thing where I kind of look the other way so I don't make eye contact with them. I don't, want to make, I don't want them to see that I know that they're there. But for some reason, I felt a tugging in my heart to roll down my window and call the person over that day. And I gave them a couple of dollars and said a quick prayer for them as we were waiting for the light to turn green. Because really, honestly, if you think about it, when I give, it's not my responsibility to make sure that they are responsible with what I have given them. But I am just living out the call that Jesus gives us in Matthew 25 to feed those who are hungry, to give clothing to those who are naked, to visit those who are sick and in prison. Sometimes it's hard to be compassionate, especially in those situations. But you become compassionate because that is what God has called us to do. The other thing that I thought about is that being Christ-like is the call to be generous instead of stingy, to find ways to give what you have when you're frugal to allow your extra, your abundance to bless others, to bless the church, to bless the community, to bless the world around us. <clears throat> a good friend of mine uh, served in the Iraq war. He was a 
uh, Texas. I mean, he was, a, he was a ranger, army ranger, and he was a sniper. And the first time we met, he scared the living daylights out of me because he's such a huge man. But as I got to know Mike, I got to hear his story. I knew that he needed help and he needed somebody just to listen to him. A few weeks ago on his Facebook page, he posted this new ministry or this new organization that he's a part of. It's uh, service animals for veterans who are dealing with, with PTSD after coming back from war. And these little service animals, they, they provide comfort. And when Mike is having a nightmare or when he has a moment where he is back in battle, the dog is able to nestle up to him or to wake him up out of this nightmare and give him support and comfort. So I'm thankful that I have this opportunity to bless that organization to allow ways for other servicemen and women to be touched in a way to have this life abundant. See, the church back then knew what I hope that we can learn today is that we keep what we keep, we end up losing, but what we spend, we end up having. If we try to hoard things, if we we try to keep everything to ourselves, we realize that it slowly starts to just leak out. And the next thing you know, you're looking at what you have and you realize you don't have as much as what you did before. But if we are generous, if we allow our materials to to go and be a blessing to others, we see how it returns back more and more. And we can see and give thanks to a God who is able to provide for us as we share with others. So our practice for this week revolves around frugality. And one of my favorite sermons from, from John Wesley, the all the, his money sermon, where he talks about how as people of faith, we should earn all we can, we should save all we can, and we should give all we can. Now, you all probably can agree with me, earning all we can is great. Being able to have all this money come in is awesome. But if we are doing it in a way that is harmful to others, or harmful to ourselves, it's not good. Harmful to ourselves by maybe making us work 80, 90 hours a week, or being a part of a, a line of work that is more dangerous for us or for the ones that we love than it should be. Maybe getting all we can to, that might hurt our relationship with our family members. That is not a good way to live. We should allow the time for us to grow together. And then after we are able to gain all we can, we save all we can. Now, this isn't to be like the man who stored up all these stuff in his barns, but to really look at what we have and say, this is how I can spend my money so I can then live out that last call to give all we can. 
to save what we have, to live on what it is that we need to have our daily needs met, but then use the abundance to bless others. My hope and prayer is as we continue to move towards Easter, as we continue to find ways to use these practices, not so that we can say how good we are, but so that we know how needing we are of a Savior, how, how we need to have opportunities to learn, to grow, to, to live a life that is full so we can use that abundance to bless others. Let us pray. Dear God, you have given us a call to live a life that we can then turn to others and share what you have given us, whether it is just through words, whether it's through uh, gifts, whether it's through just our presence. Help us to be more frugal. Help us to look at what we have in an intentional way so that we can use the gifts that we have to be a blessing to others. And we pray this in the name of the one who gives us life, in the name of the one who we celebrate, Jesus our Lord. Amen.